Hello and welcome to Amateur Radio Topics. I'm Kevin, VK6 Lima Whiskey. This is episode number three and we take a further look at multiband antennas. So essentially a multiband antenna is any antenna that will work on more than one band. And we gave a simple example in episode two of a 40 meter antenna that can be made to work really quite well on 15 meters. But essentially most people want a multiband antenna to be a single wire that will give them capabilities on, on five or six bands, maybe, maybe even seven or eight bands. And this is something that can be achieved, but it's not without a, a deal of compromise. So it does depend somewhat on what your interests are and the type of uh, range that you want to specialize in. For instance, if you only want to make local contacts, then an antenna with a high angle of radiation is absolutely fine. But if you want to work DX, you need a lower angle of radiation. This is really quite important. And it's sometimes the case that with a multiband antenna, you can perhaps achieve a good match on all bands, but you may not be able to achieve a low angle of radiation on all bands for all sorts of reasons. And that is because the antenna is at a fixed height and the angle of radiation that the antenna exhibits will vary in terms of the wavelength above ground. So it will obviously be different from 20 metres as compared to 40 metres. So probably a good place to start is to have a look at a a very popular multiband antenna that's been around for a a very long time, and that is the G5RV. Now the G5RV does get some bad press, but this may not be entirely warranted. It does depend a little bit on how the antenna is installed, height above ground, in the clear, proper feed line, and maybe consider a RF choke between the open wire feed line and the coaxial cable back to the shack. At 102 feet long, which is 31 meters, it's three half waves on 20 meters. So on 20 meters at the feed point, it has a low impedance. This is quite important. And the recommended open wire line, whether it's 300 ohms or 450 ohms, or 600 ohms, the open wire line length is around about 34 feet, which is around about 10.3 meters. Now, what the open wire line does with this antenna is it transforms the feed point impedance to something that's more acceptable to either a 50 or 75 ohm coax. And on 20 meters, 34 feet or 10.3 meters of coax is a half wavelength. So whatever feed point impedance you see at the top of the antenna this will be repeated at the bottom of the feed line so if it's a feed point impedance of 50 ohms or 65 ohms or 70 ohms whatever it is at the top with a half wavelength of open wire line at the bottom this feed point impedance will be repeated so you can then see that by going straight into 50 ohms or 75 ohm coax you're going to get a pretty good match you know, maybe maybe 1.2 to 1, 1.5 to 1, but it's going to be okay. And so on 20 metres, really, it's quite a good antenna. And if you get it up in the clear with um, three half waves, you get kind of like a bit of a cloverleaf type pattern. And you get a reasonably low angle of radiation, which is okay for DX. It's better if the antenna could be installed between two posts. You get a flat top arrangement. But it works okay as an inverted V, providing the, the angle at the centre is around about 120 degrees, 
Once you start getting down to 90 degrees at the center, then there's more RF cancellation. And so an inverted V is okay, just gotta be aware of the fact, try and keep that center angle as shallow as possible. So on 20 meters, it works okay. On 40 meters, it becomes two short half waves in phase. And the 34 feet of open wire line becomes an impedance transformer and gives an acceptable match on 40. It's not a fantastic match. It might be somewhere around about 2.5 to 1, maybe 3 to 1. This can be taken care of back at the shack with an antenna tuner on the coax line, or it can be taken care of with a, an ATU, a remote ATU, at the junction between the open wire line and the coax, base of the mast. And that also works very well. On 80 metres, it becomes a, a short dipole. And again, the 34 feet, 10.3 metres of open wire line acts as an impedance transformer. And it works okay. So on 80, it's, it will have a performance very similar to a dipole. On 40 metres, actually works quite well uh, with the short two half waves in phase. And on 20 metres, it's okay. It's, it's a, quite a good antenna on 20 metres. On 15 and 10 metres, what tends to happen a little bit is that the radiation um, pattern tends to get scrambled a bit between a combination of high and low radiation. And it works okay. It's not a dedicated low angle radiator on those two bands, but it's quite a good omnidirectional antenna. And the match on 15 and 10 can be tweaked to get the best result by either lengthening or shortening the overall top of the antenna. Um, 10 metres is probably one of the harder ones to match the antenna on, but a, a slight adjustment on the length of the antenna makes a big difference on 10 metres, whereas it will make virtually no difference on, say, 40 or 80 metres. Or even, it doesn't really make that much difference on 20 either, but on 10 metres, shortening or lengthening the antenna will make a difference to the SWR. And sometimes it's a good idea to start at that point, start on 15 and 10, and, and get the antenna right for those bands. I mean, maybe at the moment with 10 metres being so poor, don't worry about 10 metres, get it right for 15, then the other bands fall into place. As you go low in frequency, the higher SWR is not such a problem anyway. The, the loss associated with the SWR is really not too bad, provided you can match the line to your transmitter, and that's a really important point. The open wire line intrinsically, whether it's 450 ohm or it's 600 ohm open wire line, has a very low loss. So even if it has a high SWR on that line, the loss will be negligible. The SWR on a coax line is much greater than it would be on an open wire line. So it's quite a good antenna. If you've only got space to put one wire up or you maybe you've got issues with neighbours, neighbour relations, you only want to put one wire up. You don't want the, the garden festooned with wires. And it's quite okay uh, from that point of view. Um, now, the G5RV could be described as being just a doublet, particularly with open wire line. And technically speaking, if you have an antenna tuner at the base of the open wire line with a G5RV, a remote antenna tuner, and then feed coax back to the shack, at the shack, you can easily see an SWR of one-to-one. 
That doesn't mean to say that the antennas work in any differently. The feed line doesn't have any effect on the radiation pattern of the antenna and it doesn't really have any effect on the power transfer but it does keep everything happy in the shack. So your transmitter finals, whether they be transistors or maybe they valves, will be much happier if they can see a good match in the shack and that's what's important. So not too bad an antenna if you've only got a limited amount of space. There's other variations on this, obviously. You can, for example, put up, say, an 80-meter dipole. It's 132 feet in length, around about 40 meters in length, and feed this with open wire line. And you can do the same. You can, you can have a, a balanced antenna tuner at the base of the open wire line and then run the carrots back to the shack. Again, works really well. Some people like to try and run the open wire line all the way back to the shack. And this is okay. I mean, I've done this, and it, so it's, it works okay, but mechanically and electrically, it's not that easy getting the open wire line into the shack. It's not like trying to run coax through a wall. So I've managed to do it fairly successfully by uh, drilling small holes in the, in the wall of the shack and feeding the open wire line through, making sure it's well insulated. Obviously, you don't want high voltages in the shack necessarily, um, but the, it can work quite well this way, except that with open wire line, you've really got to keep it clear of metallic objects, keep it clear of everything really, try and keep it away from the tower or the mast or away from the, the body of the tree because it will dramatically affect the performance of the open wire line. It will make it unbalanced and that's exactly what you don't want. So an open wire line antenna has some limitations and it also has some advantages you can tolerate a high swr on the open wire line with very very little loss so yes you can have an 80 meter dipole and an 80 meter dipole with open wire line with the appropriate tuner will work really well from 80 meters all through the 10 meters you'll have the same problems when you get to 15 and 10 the radiation pattern becomes a bit scattered it's still omnidirectional but you, you can have a lot of high angle a lot of low angle it's not concentrated in one particular direction or the other. As opposed to a dipole, if you model the uh, radiation pattern of a dipole at a half wavelength above ground, you'll notice that by the broadside to the antenna, it's got two nice uh, lobes, broadside to the antenna, uh, with a little bit of gain that comes from the ground reflection. It's a nice, clean radiation pattern. And so consequently, a dipole, single dipole for a single band, will in some cases, obviously, on that band be better than other multi-band choices you might make. Now, there's a variation on the G5RV, and that is another antenna, which is the ZS6BKW. It's the same type of theory. The ZS6BKW is a bit shorter. It's about 90 feet or 22.5 metres long. But it has a longer open wire line section from the centre of the antenna down towards the ground. The open wire line section is about 40 feet or around about 12 metres. And this, although the theory is very similar to the G5RV, in practice on 20 metres, the radiation pattern is somewhat different. With a 90 foot top, or around about 22 metre top, the antenna acts more like an extended double zip on 20 metres. And the open wire line acts as an impedance transformer to get the 
feed point impedance where it meets the coax down to a fairly low level. But the extended double ZEP has a different um, radiation pattern. It's a little bit more of a broadside antenna. It has two fairly good lobes either side of the antenna and probably slightly lower angle of radiation on this if it can be installed at at least half a wavelength above the ground. So it is a slightly different antenna. On 40 metres, again, it's a, a very short two half waves in phase with an impedance transformation with the open wire line. 80 metres, basically it works as a dipole with the centre section folded up. And on 15 and 10, it provides quite a good match. The, I guess with the ZS6PKW, there are some uh, advantages in the sense it doesn't need quite as much space. It will also provide a reasonable match on most of the additional work bands. So it may in actual fact be a better choice than the G5RV, but the performance is going to be quite similar for a given height above the ground. The only exception maybe would be perhaps an enhancement on 20 metres with that extended double ZEP type characteristic. So both of the antennas use obviously a centre section of open wire line. And this could be 300 ohm line, 450 ohm or 600 ohm line. Um, I probably not use the 300 ohm line. I've experimented a little bit with this, but it doesn't give as good of a, as an impedance transformation. The 450 ohm ladder line is quite good. And I've also used it with homebrew type 600 ohm line, uh, which is also very good. One thing that you can do with this antenna for a given band is that you can adjust the feed point position of the coax where it meets the open wire line. So you can, in fact, optimise this for a given band by playing around with the exact length of the open wire line where it meets the coax. So essentially, you're changing the length of the open wire line where it meets the coax, and this changes the impedance point and can give you a better match into the coax on a given band. And you can take this a step further by using some relays to switch in and out different lengths of open wire line. These can be switched from the shack. So it's a quick way to ensure you get a good match on as many bands as possible using these types of antennas. Now it's probably a good idea to have a simple RF choke type ballon where the coax meets the open wire line. This can be something like 10 turns of coax coiled up where the coax joins the open wire and it can be wound on a former, can be air cord, or you could even use ferrites or a stack of ferrites if you're running a bit more power. Four to five turns of coax through the ferrites will give you a nice RF type choke. And this helps to maintain the balance in the system. You've got open wire line, which is inherently balanced, and you've got coax, which is unbalanced. So the RF choke helps to stop currents flowing down the braid of the coax and sometimes can stop RF getting into the shack, which is not really that desirable. So this concludes episode three on multiband antennas. Obviously, there's more ground to cover on multiband antennas, and we'll be covering these in future episodes, along with loops, verticals, inverted L's, also wire beam antennas, uh, vertical arrays, that can be built with the same type of techniques we've been discussing to date. 
So there will be some more information on my website, which is zigzagwest.com. And you can also email me on hamradiotopics at gmail.com. 73s for now from Kevin, VK6 Lima Whiskey.